Angie and Janelle podcast, your daily mood booster. Ottawa's Move 100. Hey, good morning, Wickety Whack Wednesday. Hello, Angie. Hello, Janelle. Morning. Morning. Good morning to all those of you listening to us right now on the iHeartRadio app, on your smart speaker, and driving in on the old car radio on this national, International Women's Day. If you surround yourself with talented, strong women, our employer, Move 100, employs women from top to bottom. You'll never work a day in your life. <laughs> so you're saying that we do all the work? Yes, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that is correct, Joe. Oh. So you're riding on our coattails. That's the only reason you're here. Oh, 100%. Hello. Riding on your coattails. That's correct. Love that validation mm-hmm. today. Look at that. But uh, congratulations and thank you to everybody that stopped by and donated uh, tampons and uh, pads to our Tampon Tuesday initiative with the Carlingwood Shopping Center. It wrapped up yesterday. Yeah, so we were each out there for a little shift and meeting some people and uh, accepting some donations on the final day. And, uh, I mean, we don't have the final numbers yet. The Ottawa Food Bank has to go every th- uh, through everything, but mm-hmm. I would venture to say that we did pretty darn good, Ottawa. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. definitely. I mean, even, I, I guess, Stu, when you showed up, some of those bins were pretty well empty, and a lot of donations came in just yesterday alone. Mm-hmm. I, I, You know, I can't believe how many people had just actually heard heard us talking about it and said, oh, I was driving by and I had to stop. There was a woman named Krista who stopped in. She comes in in her reflective gear and she's like, yeah, I, I uh, heard you talking about it and I just had to come here with her dump truck. She drove her dump truck to <laughs> Carlingwood Shopping Center, hopped into the Rexall and bought some pads and tampons and donated. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, we had uh, we had a really great donation from the school board from the OCDSB. They've been collecting in their board office and um, they didn't didn't actually realize there was like a, a hard two o'clock deadline. Right. <laughs> so uh, as soon as they heard that, across the city very quickly brought in everything they could. There's still some back at the office that they're going to have to contribute later. But um, just so nice that Jen rushed there on behalf of them and delivered uh, everything that they collected, which was a lot. When I was broadcasting live, this gentleman approached me and I, he had some tampons and I said, thank you very much. His name was Maurice. And then I realized his wife was coming as well. Oh, uh, so they wife, both Donna. came. <laughs> yeah, his wife Donna. So I thought it, he it, it was him uh, alone, but it, he, he was there with his wife. Oh, you know what nice. was really cool, too, is one what? of our winners of a trip to Turks and Caicos in our Password to Paradise yeah. came by... And she said, I knew you guys were going to be here. And she said, I'm just so thankful for the trip. And I just so much want to pay it forward. And she handed us 50 bucks to give to the Ottawa Food Bank. Oh, mm-hmm. that's amazing. Yeah, that's it? Cheryl. So, okay. yeah. yeah. That's Very it? cool. Oh, stop. <laughs> and that, a huge cool. shout out to the Sens as well. Oh, they yeah. came by with a really big donation, like, you know, half an hour before the deadline kind of thing. Yeah. And it was an entire grocery cart full of like tampons and everything and what was funny about it is that there was a bit of a crew of them that came and to get all of those through the door and get them to us they took a uh, a cart from i believe it was from canadian tire and they're like this cart isn't working we had to carry it all the way down here because oh. i think the geotag on it stopped right. locked the wheels and there's two guys <laughs> carrying this cart of what course. they thought was going to be like a handy way to get it all here to deliver it and they were like uh, that's how they get people working. from Stealing their carts, <laughs> <laughs> they stop yeah. rolling after a certain time. That is yeah, actually yeah. hilarious. All this to say is thank you very much for supporting Tampon Tuesday, and thank you to Carlingwood Shopping Center. Yeah, great partner. When you think useless, think of Stu. Hey everybody, welcome, welcome. It's Stuntman Stu's useless fact of the day on Move One Hundred. All right, all right, all right. Gather around the old radio machine for another mind-blowing useless fact. This time about the human body and its growth. I'm sorry. Okay. Should make you giggle then. <laughs> you love those things. Not this one. 
About oh. three pounds of our body weight is bacteria and parasites. Three pounds? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's pretty gross. Ew. Oh my gosh. Bacteria and parasites. Ugh. Ew. Like I'm trying to lose 15 pounds right now and I'll have to lose 17 pounds. No. <laughs> 15, pounds of, pounds. 15 pounds of fat and then three pounds of parasites? Yeah, yeah I'll have to lose 18 pounds now. I'll, I'll just shoot for 20. You're trying to lose 20 pounds? Yeah. How are you doing that? Uh, by not eating chips. Yeah. Um, when was the last time you had chips? Last night. <laughs> Yesterday. He said he was giving up <laughs> chips for Lent. He texts us that night, I just had chips. Yeah. Well, it's my wife's fault. She keeps buying the damn things. What mm-hmm. am I supposed to do? Just walk by them? Yes. All right. What are you going to give his parasite fact today? I'm giving you a zero on your diet skills. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I'll give you um, a seven. Okay, a seven, you. yeah. It's gross. Yeah, I think like a, I was thinking like, I think it's like an eight. That's kind of really gross. Mm-hmm. Like, just an interesting to know that. Ooh. I don't like it, but I mean, it's a Well, thank you very much fact. for the score. <laughs> thank you very much for the score on this Wickedy Whack Wednesday, International Women's Day. Thank you. Uh, to the scores, we go 10 0 30. If you're new to the show, you chime in at the score. Hopefully, in your 10, give yourself a creative handle. Like Bitterman says 10 and gross. Yeah, Sleepy Lees is with me, giving you an eight, but saying, yeah, it's unbelievably gross and totally icky at eight. <laughs> yeah, um, we have Hall of Famer's ghostwriter and his dad, Pierre, the dehydrated Frenchman. Wow, that's disgusting, but also interesting and totally worth a 10 this morning. Ooh. Oh, thank you. Uh, they're trying to get back yeah. in the Hall of Fame. Why don't you get in your good Maybe. graces? Mm-hmm. Uh, Stewart's number one favorite fan is Neurotic Mama. Gives him a 10. Thank you, Mother. Boss Traveler, wow, that's gross. Giving you an eight. Most of those would be good bacteria. Okay, that's true. Okay. There are good there are such things as good bacteria. Like yeah. like probiotics. Exactly. Stuff, like right? we need yeah. that. It's like mm-hmm. good gut health, right? Yeah. So that's um that's from Hall of Famer Gusto. And he gave you an eight out of ten this morning. Oh, we're not oh, thank as, you. We're not as gross as we thought. Yay! Yay! <laughs> um Manatech Meathead gives me a ten. Thank you. Cranky Craig still thinks he needs to go take a shower. <laughs> He's giving you a nine. <laughs> Uh, all right, not bad. Yeah, thank you very much for the score. Move mornings with Stuntman Stu, Angie, and Janelle on Move One Hundred. What's trending? That is Mr. Peter Gabriel, and it was announced yesterday that he is coming to Ottawa. Thank it, you. This is his first visit to Ottawa in more than thirty-five years. The last wow. time was nineteen eighty-seven at Lansdowne Park. Oh, that's oh my super gosh. Yeah. 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 So uh, for this tour, he's uh, uh, going to be playing songs from his forthcoming album, but of course, all the fan favorites from his past 11 albums. Yeah. Grammy winner, two inductions into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He's kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of big so. Yeah. So tickets for that show, he's coming in September, September 9th. Um, go on sale Friday morning at 10 a.m. through Ticketmaster. However, we will have a pair of Beat the Box Office tickets Friday morning for someone to win. Oh, that's pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. You cannot win them, Stu. You will not be here. What? Why? <laughs> Did you say that that song was at your wedding? You had yes. that as yeah. one of your wedding songs? One of our wedding songs. Aww. Love Peter Gabriel. Uh, well, we love the Tragically Hip, correct? Yes. I mean, we love the hip. Well, Paul yeah. Langwa of the Tragically Hip got into a bit of a Twitter battle with some Canadians yesterday. So a follower asked him on Twitter if he was aware that their song 50 Mission Cap was being played at a Pierre Polyev rally in Hamilton on Saturday. And he said this. Ooh. We certainly did not know this. Highly offensive, if true. I'm going to confirm this. And if so, it will be stopped. So his reaction set off a tidal wave of responses because they said, 
what makes it highly offensive that your music is being played by a party that represents a huge slice of Canadians? So just to be clear, you don't want conservatives buying your music? Oh, that's stupid. No, that's not it. he said it was highly offensive. So this is what went, you know, the wave that went at him. Yeah. So several longtime fans of the hip were ready to stop listening to them. So he had to come back and clarify. He's like, I'm offended by anyone who doesn't ask our permission. Yeah. You know? That is, of course, what he meant. Like, I don't know why politicians think they can just, like, use people's music without their permission. Because the followers will turn it into their narrative. Well, and this has happened in the States. Trump was doing this, yeah. and there were lawsuits that were filed. However, after further review, he did have to backpedal because... It was the venue that was playing the song, and that venue is licensed by SoCan. And they pay a fee to ensure that artists oh. are compensated whenever they play their music on their yeah. site. So they were actually getting paid for that song to be played. Interesting. <laughs> so permissions are not required. So it wasn't like Pierre, you know, walking in with a ghetto blaster, blasting right. it himself. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, put on the hip. Okay. <laughs> I mean, honestly, the hip, though, I mean, they're famously one of Justin Trudeau's favorite bands, right? Like yeah. he, he eulogized Gore, Gore Downey when he passed away yeah. in 2017. So they have ties to him as well. So it was a bit of a political battle. Yeah. And that's what's trending. Stuff and Stu, Angie and Janelle. I turn them on every morning when I wake up. Ottawa's Move 100. So how far is too far for love? Look, we know that people make long-distance relationships work, but there's long-distance, and then there's what one of our co-workers has decided to, to do. To embark on. <laughs> And she's just in the beginning stages of it, and I don't know, like, this is an uphill battle. I was chatting with one of our co-workers the other day and asking her, you know, oh, what do you got going on for the weekend? This is just this past weekend. She says, well, I'm actually going on a date with a guy from Vancouver. Okay. okay. I'm like, wait a second, what? I had immediately so many questions. Like, how does that even happen? Like, why did you put your Tinder profile to include people from across the country? Mm. <laughs> like, how do you meet somebody from Vancouver when you live over here? So she says that he actually used to work here. And they kind of started to get to know each other. And then all of a sudden it was like, up, oh, he had a job and he had to go. So they stayed in touch for, I want to say it was about a couple of months, she said. And he just all of a sudden decided, you know what? Like, we need to go out on a date. I'm going to fly to you this weekend, and we're going to go out. Holy cow. <laughs> it's an expensive date. <laughs> <laughs> so last weekend, they spent the entire weekend together. They went out on a couple of different dates. He, of course, has friends and other people that he wanted to see here as well, because first time back in a couple of months. Um, but apparently it went so well that she's like, well, there goes my paycheck. I'm going to be looking into what it costs to fly to Vancouver regularly. <laughs> Is there slim pickings in Ottawa? Like, <laughs> we got to start outsourcing. <laughs> my niece is actually living this exact life right now. No. And, and it's even further because it's coast to coast. So she's out in Nova Scotia and he's in Vancouver. <gasps> So she met him friends through friends over the Christmas break, but he lives there. And on top of that, he's a fisherman there. So he oh. goes out on the boat for like days and days and yeah. can't be reached. And she is a nurse in Halifax <laughs> and she's on shift work. So oh they don't gosh. even have a chance to communicate a lot of days. Yeah, it's not like they can FaceTime. But he flew her out there last month and they spent an entire week together after meeting each other one time. What? But they do have mutual friends. So, you know, yeah. he's kind of vetted, right? Yes. Yeah. 
Uh, and then he's coming next week, and they have plans this summer, but they're maintaining this coast-to-coast relationship right now. Wow. As long as you communicate every day, it can work. Well, I mean, sometimes they can't communicate yeah. every day, like I was saying. So they just have but to make work in other ways. I understand what you're saying, but mm-hmm. if you c- still communicate and FaceTime, it can work. Guys, yeah. I did the long-distance relationship, Yellowknife to Toronto, Oof. for six months. How'd that it work out for you? hell. <laughs> we stayed together. We stayed together for years after, but it was hell. Like, it was absolute hell. Yeah. And, um, I mean... What made it, what made it hell? It's just like the time zone. Like there's different. You got to think about that too. You're talking. You're talking Halifax to Vancouver. Yeah. And when the work schedules don't line up, it's just it's not easy. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you know, a relationship is more than just talking to somebody. There's a physicalness. There's an element to that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just want to hold someone's hand once in a while. Missing out on. You never have a plus one for all those things that you want to go to, right? So it is tricky, but a lot of people uh, make it work. And in fact, a lot. our listeners have and are making it work. So we're asking you, like, have you done the long distance thing? How did it work out for you? So give us a call, 750-1100. But one of our listeners has actually been married to someone for seven years who lives on the other side of the world. Pardon me? (laughs) We'll give you her story coming up. Well, I think we found the person who's in the longest distance relationship ever. I think <laughs> it may be possible, yeah. In Ontario, <laughs> in Ottawa. Uh, we'll hear her story in just a bit. But shockingly, a lot of you have done the long distance thing and it's worked. Yeah, you're making it work. And you've been making it work for a while now. So like Samantha, she started dating uh, and got engaged in Germany They went back to Arizona, then he came to Ottawa about six months before they were able to reunite. They've been married for 25 years, though, three kids later, and then, boom, he gets a promotion in Sudbury. Oh. (laughs) So now they're doing the long distance thing again since December, and honestly, she says lots of FaceTime. Like... Thank God for FaceTime. I was just going to say that because Annie shared a story that she and her husband did the long distance thing for a year and a half years ago. So he's out in New Brunswick doing his undergrad. She's doing her master's in B.C., like literally mm. coast to coast. Yeah. She's like, we emailed a lot. Wow. Because you wouldn't be able to do something like FaceTime. I think I, way back when you used to have to write a letter and put it in the mail. Letter. What? Like, just, Writing a letter? <laughs> she's Old school. Like, she's like, we also took advantage of cheap home phone long distance plans. Like it would cost a oh, fortune yeah. to talk yeah. to somebody on the phone. And a lot of people make this work while their spouse is away and they have the kids living somewhere completely else, raising them on their own. Yeah. Like Lisa, who said her husband is working in China. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, they lived apart for 18 months. During that time, she and her son moved back from Switzerland. So he will be home this summer for a couple months, she said. But it has not been easy raising a teenager by myself. So far, we're doing okay. But she said, you know, he lived in Toronto even when we were dating. And she lived in Switzerland at the time. So... <laughs> They have been doing this for a lot, a lot of years and uh, continue to. It's unbelievable. But what I am finding, though, it seems that the people who are in those really, really, really long distance relationships, like we're talking across the country or different countries, Mm. somehow seem to make that work. Yep. But the people who have done the, you know, five hour long distance relationship. Yeah. That didn't work. Yeah. (laughs) Which is kind of surprising. Yeah. Um, But this has got to be, you know, I don't know how Barbara has been doing this. But um, she says she's here and her partner is in Ghana. 
They have been doing this for seven years. Yeah. What? And they've been married for six years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So unfair immigration system, mm-hmm. like, can't get here. Yeah. So just continued to be married, living in other parts of the world. Until I can just... make a call for them. <laughs> Unreal. Wow. Seven years. So That's I guess love. our coworker, Stephanie, there is hope for her. Yes. yes. I will be passing on this information to yeah. her. We got backup. <laughs> Move mornings with Stuntman Stu, Angie, and Janelle on Move 100. What's trending? Okay, so what is the connection between the community of Dunrobin, just outside our city here? Hello, good morning, Dunrobin. And this year's Oscars, I'm going to tell you in just a second. But first, every year we hear about the swag bags that the celebrities and the stars get. And this year, no surprise, there's a lot of interesting items in there. This year's haul is worth an estimated $126,000. Oh, God. And this bag of stuff that they get, these loot bags, are worth more than 300 times the value of the Oscar trophy itself. What? <laughs> and that's plated in 24 karat gold. So some of the things you'll see, and in fact, you know what? You always wonder if the celebrities actually appreciate what's in yeah. the bags yeah. or even use it, right? They have all the money in the world. But, you know, actress uh, Viola Davis, uh, actor Mark Ruffalo, they have shared photos before from their free trips that they've gotten in their Oscar bag. In fact, Ron Howard, director Ron Howard, hosted his son's wedding at a farm in Connecticut after visiting it through his Oscars gift bag. Really? Yeah, went back and put the whole yeah. wedding there. I mean, that they got a you score must have there. Loved it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this year you have all kinds of stuff, and it's everything from like plastic surgery to like lavish things and, and Whoa, products. Plastic surgery in oh, the loop yeah. bag? Yeah, they'll oh, they'll God. give you anything. Yeah, but. Good Lord. There's uh, a couple of getaways, of course, once again, this year in the loot bag. You get a a three-night stay at a restored Italian lighthouse. Oh, that sounds... Wouldn't that be cool, right? In Italy? Yeah, Yeah, that'd be awesome. And the other getaway includes a, and this made my uh, eyes perk up, a $40,000 getaway to a 10-acre Canadian estate. Oh. So I was like, ooh, it must be some, like, mountain lodge in BC or something, right? It is located in Dunrobin, Ontario. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? It is a home called The Lifestyle. And it's on this 10-acre piece of property. It's pretty remote. They don't really say a lot on the website of, like, what you can actually do there. I do say they have a swimming pool, and they have a hot tub, and they have, like, an archery lane, which is very okay. random. While you're at your Dunrobin getaway, though, you do have the uh, option to use the uh, Cobra Roadster car at your disposal. Okay, and uh, the McLaren car at your disposal. Oh, yes. Yeah, but you don't get to keep them, obviously. I love it, though. When you go to the website and look at this estate that they're offering up to these celebrities at the Oscars, all they really list is some photos and the geographical coordinates of where Dunrobin actually is (laughs) and how you can find it. Like, I've driven through Dunrobin. I can't even picture where this estate might be located. It's very remote, and there is a lot of big properties out in Dunrobin and and remote, like, homes. And apparently this one was on the market not too long ago. But if you want to see it for yourself, and you do, you want to see these photos, their website is thelifestyle.ca. And that is being offered up as an Oscar prize. How did this this get on the Oscars radar? Right? In in Dunrobin, Ontario. Like, what? <laughs>
<laughs> the Oscars are Sunday night. They're going to be broadcast at 8 o'clock. All your coverage starts at 5.30 on the red carpet, all on CTV and the CTV app. It's time. Are you ready? Word Wars on Move 100. All right, all right, all right. Janelle, who's made the cut today? On the line with us, we have Joanne and Skylar. So, Stu, you are up with Skylar first this morning. Good morning, Skylar. Good morning. Did you bring your A game? I did. Did you? Uh, always. Always, Skylar. Yes. It's me. Good. All right. Uh, choice of categories, you know? Okay. So, Christopher McWade sent in our categories this morning. We have either words that start with the letter D-E or words that end in the letters D-E. What do you like? Probably words that start with D-E. And that's D like as in David, just so you know. Yeah. D as in David. Okay. Yeah. D, right. E as in Eddie. Yes. Okay. All right, Skylar. Three, two, one. You're at work and you're sitting at your? Yeah. And something's really tasting really good. It's what? Delicious. And you're not alive, you're? Dead. And after supper, you have? Uh, dessert. Yes. And the post office, uh, postman or postwoman deliver. Oh, crap. I... I, I spoiled it. Um, the person that fixes your teeth is what? Dentist. And when you're driving and they say you got, you got to turn off, there's a big what? Uh, yes. All right. So unfortunately, you guys can't get a perfect score because yeah. Stu said deliver, which was I'm one of sorry. your words. I'm sorry, Skylar. Uh, but you guys got six really great scores. Good job. So just hang yeah. on the line. Good job. Okay, so we're going to go over to Joanne. Good morning, Joanne. Hi. Hello. So we have a chance to steal it if we can get that perfect score, okay? Okay. Okay, so again, ours is... Words that end in D-E, so D as in David. Okay. Okay. All right. Here we go. Not the groom, but the... Bride. Yes, and this is when people go with floats down the road. They're in a... Parade. Yes. Um, and the what of conduct. What do they call it? The Code. Yes. Um, and you pull down another word for a blind. You're pulling down your... Uh, yeah, yep. good. Uh, and I'm giving you a lot of... I'm being sassy. I'm giving you a lot of what? Attitude. Yeah. Um, and I'm playing what and seek. Hide and seek. Yeah. And if I'll give you this, but you give me that, we're making... Oh! After the buzzer. Oh, after gosh. the buzzer. You could have won that, Angie. All right. So just hang on the line, and we're going to have to go to a dice roll. Uh, I don't like dice rolls. I always lose. Okay. Low dice roll for the win today. We will first roll for Stu and Skyler. I'll get an 18. Watch. You got a nine. Okay. Kind of middle of the pack. Yeah. We'll see for Joanne and Angie. A 10. Oh, you got it. <laughs> you got what? it. Just barely. It was a low dice roll for the win. Oh. <laughs> I guess not even know when he wins. <laughs> Skylar, we won. We won. <laughs> On International Women's Day, we took the win from the ladies. Ooh, how do you That's sleep right. now? That's right. How are you going to sleep tonight, Skylar? <laughs> like a baby. Yeah. Well, uh, good luck hitting the jackpot. We've got a hundred dollar Lotto six forty nine voucher for you today, and tonight's a Lotto six forty nine gold ball jackpot is forty two million dollars, or the guaranteed one million plus the classic jackpot of five million. Find your possible. Enjoy. Congrats. Good. Thank good you. luck. Are you using your grocery store food divider wrong? 
when you're putting your groceries on the belt. Like the checkout divider, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Well, um, apparently you are, according to one man on the internet who has enraged everyone. He's like a, he's a meteorologist in oh. the States. Stick to weather. He put this out there and people are just not having it. I mean, there, he did spark a debate about the sensors on the belt and, you know, like what's the most effective strategy. But in the end, I think he was, this myth was dispelled. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's alone on his island here. So essentially he shared this post and he's like, hey, I noticed that all of you are using the divider at the grocery store checkout wrong. You are not supposed to put the bar horizontal across the belt. Instead, he says, you need to put it vertically to not only trip the sensor properly, but also separate your groceries from um, the person in front Why of you. Why do I have to be that far away from the person in front of what? me? Yeah. Like, if you put the bar vertically, like, that is a huge waste of space, and that's going to hold up the line longer. Exactly. So this guy is giving out weather advice every day, getting it wrong, and wants, wants to get the internet <laughs> enthralled with this? Yeah, it's just what he <laughs> believes is how he does it, and he this thought that biscuit. it was the right way to do it. So here's the thing, though. Like, I don't know about you guys, but when I'm loading up my stuff on that belt I am like taking up all the real estate like I'm up against the person in front of his yeah. divider yeah. sometimes like, spilling over a little bit trying to pull it back because I'm trying to load in as much as possible absolutely because eventually you're going to get to the point where your groceries are coming through the belt and you're yeah. still putting groceries on and you can't get to the other end to then pack all of your groceries yeah 100%. exactly it's a race against time it is and some belts are like not that long yeah. So if you were to put the, the, the bar vertically there, you'd have no room left for your groceries. And what's the point? The the bar is there to speed up the process. Yeah. Although I wish we had we were able to like control the, the, the length the, the speed of the belt. Because sometimes it's too slow and sometimes it's too fast. What are you talking about? It's not. It, it's for the cashier. Yeah, I know, they but sometimes they can't take stuff that I want, fast. I want control. As a customer, I want control of that belt. You no, know, but there is, uh, there is uh, the control of the belt on the other side, right? So, um, like if you go to Food Basics, for example, mm-hmm. when you go to the other side and you start bagging, when they put your stuff, then there's a button you can push to have that stuff come closer to you, so you can start bagging it. Yeah, they oh. have belts on the other side as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's a button to control those because you know how sometimes when they just put the groceries mm-hmm. over you're like reaching up yeah. trying to grab stuff to bag it yeah you control the conveyor on the other side which is i like that yeah mm-hmm. i mean we're just customers but as a cashier if you work at a grocery store have you ever seen somebody put the bar down vertically and would you prefer it does it make no. a difference for for you, you there's can a reason <laughs> they have uh advertisements on that bar yeah. because like the, the triangular yeah, ones for sure. now they have like things written on there because they think the person behind you is going to read it yeah and don't even get me started on who's supposed to put the bar down because if you are the one loading your groceries on and there's a bar there you should put it for the person behind you absolutely because there was that was the other debate people were like well should i put it should you put it it's It's common sense it's a courteous thing to do and it also signals to them that you're finally done loading your crap yeah (laughs) especially when usually there's a couple of bars so the bar will eventually get pushed back far enough for you to grab if you need to if you are the next person Mm -hmm. but if it's not and there's only one bar you can't even 
reach the bar. No. They're in the way. It's like, please, just yeah. put the bar down. Because if I put the bar <laughs> down, then as we move up, you can start loading. Yeah. And you don't have to wait for mm-hmm. me to move, reach for the bar. Then, again, it's just wasting time. I can't, right? believe, <laughs> I can't believe we're having a discussion about the bar. Uh, uh, I'd like to talk about a different kind yeah. of bar. Yeah. <laughs> Go to the bar on Friday night, shall we? Move mornings with Stuntman Stu, Angie and Janelle on Move 100. What's trending? Well, no surprise on its first day out. Chicken Big Mac is trending everywhere on Twitter. Text us right now at 10.030 if you tried the new Big Mac sandwich yesterday. I am so curious for your review. I haven't tried it yet, but I'm going to. Was it worth the uh, two years that the Canadian Yeah, the Canadian <laughs> chef had it in it? <laughs> development? I was actually watching one of the uh, videos. Uh, one of our radio hosts from a sister station of ours tried it yesterday, and he posted his video Steven. review. And yeah, he um, took his first bite. And it was kind of like, meh. Then a second bite was yeah. like, maybe it's okay. Then the third bite was like, would I buy it? No. And then the fourth yeah. bite was like, actually, it's pretty good. So uh, he rated it a 6 out of 10. So. If McDonald's had any, had any brains, they would have taken the McChicken and put it with a Big Mac. Like the 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 hamburger bun and, and a McChicken. That would be the ultimate Big Mac. Well, that's Instead what they did. That's what they did. What do you no, 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 no. They, they. Uh, what I'm saying is, you do one pa- uh, burger patty. Oh, you want patty a burger and one... patty and a chicken patty? Yeah. Oh, that's, oh. yeah. I don't think I would like that. Um, but basically, yeah, he said it was basically like a McChicken, uh, but with the Big Mac sauce and pickles. Yeah, and a little bit bigger. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Two, two years in development. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so sometimes you want a little bit of McDonald's after a night of drinking, but this is unbelievable. So the days of our jungle juice and our keg parties at colleges, well thanks to a TikTok trend, officials are warning about the new trend on TikTok and the real possibilities of alcohol poisoning. So the trend on TikTok is called a Borg. So Borg is crazy. Borg stands for Black Outrage Gallon. And in a typical Borg, a gallon container that you would carry around with you all night is full of water, a fifth of alcohol, which is 17 shots, a liquid flavor enhancer like electrolytes, like Gatorade or something, or a hydration powder. And then the person labels it with the fun name, and then they carry their gallon around drinking from it all night. So social media users claim that drinking from this Borg can cut down on chances of a hangover because, huh, there's electrolytes in it. (laughs) Bogus, bogus claims. So over the last week, 28 ambulances were called to parties around UMass. And so many 911 calls for intoxication that neighboring agencies were called in to help. Oh, gee. The Poison Control Center has had to say a statement. These TikToks are short videos that, yes, are meant to capture people's attention. But what they don't show you is the aftermath in real life of drinking that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These kids are so stupid. A bore. Like anyone that's going to follow a TikTok trend, you're dumb. Yeah, but look at And I have they a daughter who's the, on TikTok 24 7. Tide pods, like all this yeah, stuff. Like, what is happening? Yeah. A Borg. Bad decisions. Yeah, that's what's trending. Yeah. I got the feels. And it feels good. It's a feel good moment to kick off your workday. Angie's All the Feels on Move 100. 
Well, get this. A fifth grader who uh, loves to do music with her mom and has a very supportive mom. They like to play violin and clarinet together, and it's just kind of a musical family. But she, in uh, in grade five, has uh, come up with her own music score. So she, like 10 years old, uh, just got a sheet of music uh, off the kitchen counter. Her mom often writes music and just started putting down notes. And then she tried to play it. She plays both the violin and the clarinet. And she thought, oh, man, I thought I was onto something here, but it sounded terrible. So she abandoned it and kind of moved on. But her mom discovered her sheet music. And she was like, I actually kind of think this is good. So she went to TikTok, as we were just talking about, and she asked users of TikTok what she thought of it. She said, you know, we are a family of musicians and I can read music, but I don't have perfect pitch. And I want to know if my little daughter, Olive's music is actually good. Like what, what should it sound like? So TikTok did its thing. And a lot of people started commenting, going, can't believe she's only 10. Like this is actually pretty good. And so regardless of what musical instrument these people on TikTok played, they attempted Olive's score, her original score. And, uh, like literally 4 million views later in comments, uh, she got, responses from musicians from all around the globe who wanted oh, wow. to take who wow. wanted to take a crack at it. Here's just one TikTok user sample of what she actually wrote on this sheet music. For a 10-year-old on her first try. So anyways, mom was just blown away by how much response it got. They've heard it played on the clarinet, on the bass, etc. But uh, people are just like, oh, we're always happy to help budding composers. And so now it's given her a little bit more confidence because she had abandoned it was going to toss it. But there you go. I love the internet sometimes. Uh, Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And that's all the feels on Move 100.